Yo, yo, what's up? Tuesday, January 24th. Welcome to another edition of the James Nolan Podcast. I'm your host, James Nolan, also host of the James Nolan Show. Live at 8.30 every single Thursday. I got Mike Bonos, big Cincinnati Bengals fan, coming on. Going to be talking about Joe Burrow. I'm going to have Wilson on talking about that Bills upset from Bonos Bengals. He's going to be definitely upset. We're going to be talking the AFC Championship, NFC Championship, all that good stuff. But today on this pod, I'm going to be talking about two teams, maybe the Nets, maybe the Knicks later. But the two teams I'm going to be talking about predominantly today are going to be the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Because football is over in New York and in Buffalo too. So in real New York, it's it's over as well. But I'm going to be starting off with the Giants because as I should start over the Giants, they were the better team this year. But the Giants, I'm going to start off by saying this. I'll put it at the bottom of the screen if you're watching it on the video, on the audio. What it says is the Giants aren't a guarantee for the postseason in 2023 because they aren't. The Phil- Look at the division. They were 1-5-1 in the NFC East this, this, this year. 1-5-1. That's not good. No, not good. You're going to be playing these teams twice a year forever. You got to be better than those teams. It's very important that you win division games. So if the Giants want to make the playoffs next season, it's probably going to be a wild card spot because the Eagles are only going to get better. The Giants, they're not going to have as much flexibility as the Eagles in the offseason because the Eagles have Jalen Hurts as their QB, whereas the Giants are going to have to pay their QB. Daniel Jones has earned money. He's going to get paid by the New York Giants. And if he's not paid by the Giants, it means he's getting overpaid by another team. And I'm not going to say they're overpaying for Daniel Jones. They're probably paying the right price for Daniel Jones. He earned whatever he's about to get. But the Giants shouldn't outbid another team. If if Jones were to hit the open market, I think the Giants are going to get him extended with a four-year deal before the open mar- he even is able to hit the open market uh, that time period. I'm not sure when that time period starts, but Jones will likely be back. But if Jones is back, the Giants can't be in this rebuilding mode. They have to go for it. They have to go get stars. They have to go and try to be on par with Philadelphia. And I hate to say it, but they have to try to be on par with the Dallas Cowboys. I know Dak Prescott might not be the best quarterback of all time or a top 10 quarterback. I thought he was a top 10 quarterback, but after his consist- he's consistently terrible in the postseason. So at some point, I'm going to be talking about on the show this Thursday, Cowboys are going to have to make a decision on whether they want to move forward with uh, Dak or not. But regardless of Dak, the Cowboys still have young, talented pieces. Trayvon Diggs on the defensive side. Micah Parsons, they're loaded. Tony Pollard just went down, but he'll be back. I'm not sure how he's going to completely play, but he'll still be good. You know, they got guys, CeeDee Lamb. They have a young core. I'm not saying the Giants don't. But some of those guys, Aziz Olajari, injury-prone. Xavier McKinney got hurt this year, missed very crucial time. That probably would have gotten the Giants a higher seed in the postseason. So, listen, the Giants, they got obviously some young pieces. But the two biggest pieces of this team, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, they're going to need to get paid. Well, Devontae Smith... Rookie deal. Jalen Smith, rookie deal. A.J. Brown, not a bad contract. You know, very pretty good contract for the production that he's putting up. They got flexibility. 
Tyson wanted to make an appearance. I'm going to show him on the camera real quick. Tyson, be quiet. Anyways, the Eagles have flexibility. They're going to have more flexibility than the Giants will because let's just be real. They're going to have they're just going to have more financial flexibility, especially with the Giants having to put up Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on the cap next year, actual contracts. So when you bring back Daniel Jones, you're probably going to have to bring back Saquon, whether that's on a franchise tag or a big extension. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. But you bring back Jones and Saquon, then you got to get more. You got to get Jones weapons. And I know it's cliche to say, but you just got to. Because if you want to be on par with the Eagles and you want to be on par with the Cowboys, then you got to have better receivers than Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and uh, Daniel Bellinger at the tight end spot. Maybe Bellinger can develop into something. Maybe Hodgins can be a great number two. But they need that bona fide number one. Look at the final four teams right now. Um, Pat Mahomes, he has a bona fide number one target in Travis Kelsey. And even before Travis Kelsey, he had Tyree Kill when he was a young, uh, not a young rookie, but a second-year QB, his first year as a starter. He had Tyree Kill. He had all these weapons to throw to. The Jalen Hurts, that's the same thing. They, they they surrounded their young QB. Jeez, I'm flashing the Knicks. But um, they surrounded their young QB with great talent. And then they learn eventually, like Pat Mahomes is right now, he learns how to elevate people around him because he learned how to win early on. Jones is the opposite. He's learning how to win now. And he's starting to elevate people around him. He did it this year, but he's not that good. He's not Pat Mahomes good. He's not Jalen Hurts good. He's not Joe Burrow good. He's not Justin Herbert good where he can actually elevate them, elevate a Darius Slayton into a 1,000-yard receiver. You know, Daniel Jones played great this year, deserves a second contract with the Giants, but he's just not that guy. And that's what I want to get at. You need to surround Jones with talent, but usually when you surround your QB with talent, it's on a rookie deal. It's on a Jalen Hurts contract. You know, the 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 Chiefs traded away Tyree Kill because Pat Mahomes was ready to play without Tyree Kill. And they could only keep one of Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, and they chose Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey's better. Because they're, they're playing in the AFC Championship and likely another Super Bowl. And Tyree Kill had a great team with Miami, but look where, look where they ended up. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are that much better, but... I mean, you think of, think of Miami, dude. They had Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill. They they had a they had a loaded team, bro. They had a loaded team. But I'm not debating the Chiefs and the in the Dolphins right now. I'm talking about the Giants and their need to to surround Jones with talent. But now they have to pick: Are they going to be in this in this Minnesota Vikings boat where they have their quarterback on the contract and they just want to have a stud offense and basically a terrible defense that lets up so many points per game and yards? Or do you want to say, hey, you know what? We overachieved this year. This wasn't really part of the plan. It's great that we won this year. It's great that we made the playoffs. I'm happy for Daniel Jones. We we re, reshaped his career, revitalized his career. Go do better elsewhere. But now let's now Joe Shane and Brian Dable, they get their own quarterback in their own system. And then they let go of Saquon. Let him do his own thing somewhere else. And then they really start this real rebuild that was supposed to happen. Does any Giants fan want that? Because let's just think. Do we think 
Who, if you take off Brian Dayball from the New York Giants this year, do they go to the postseason? Now you take off Daniel Jones. Do they go to the postseason? Maybe, right? I mean, if they have Zach Wilson as quarterback, no. But what if they had a different quarterback that was actually competent too? I know Daniel Jones was great this year. He's probably the perfect, perfect quarterback for the Giants this year. But was it a product of Brian Dayball? And if you really trust Brian Dayball, wouldn't you trust him with a new quarterback, a quarterback that he picks, he gets to choose because Daniel Jones wasn't his guy. He inherited him. And Jones did great. He said, yep, you passed the tryout, one-year tryout, you're my guy. Or, hey, let's listen, this wasn't part of the plan. You did great. You're going to get paid from another team. We wish you the best, kid. Good job. We're not giving you a four-year deal. We'll give you a two-year deal, but not a four. I don't know. I think it's just something to think about because, listen, Jones is great. But like I said, he's not a Pat Mahomes. He's not a Jalen Hurts. He's not a Joe Burrow. He's not going to be able to elevate guys around him. And at the end of the day, when you have him on the cap, you're going to have Saquon on the cap. You're going to have to pay Dexter Lawrence. Kayvon Thibodeau is going to have to get paid in a couple of years. So long-term, is giving Daniel Jones a four-year deal really what's going to win you a Super Bowl? Because with Jalen Hurts on the Philadelphia Eagles, they ain't going nowhere. He's on a rookie deal. They can they can they have more flexibility. And even when they gotta pay him, he's already learned how to win. Just like Pat Mahomes is doing. Joe Burrow is probably gonna lose T. Higgins soon, but guess what? He's still gonna have Jamar Chase and he's gonna have that winning mindset still. Jalen Hurts might lose Devontae Smith, but he'll still have AJ Brown. He might lose AJ Brown, but he'll still have Devontae Smith. So you bring back Jones. Go get some guys to help him out. Go get a wide receiver because you can't bring back Daniel Jones and try to have a 9-10 win season and overachieve again. You bring back Daniel Jones, well, then you better bet your ass that it's either postseason or bust again, and not just postseason or bust, divisional round or bust. Get out of the divisional round. Get in the NFC Championship game because I don't think Giants fans are going to sign up for another 9-10 or 10 win season with running it back. You run it back with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, then bring in guys that can make an impact. Bring in playmakers because look at the final four teams. Like I just said earlier, Pat Mahomes has weapons, has weapons to throw to. The Philadelphia Eagles, you just saw it. They have weapons all over the field. The San Francisco 49ers are a spitting image of the Miami Heat when they had Bosh, Wade, and LeBron James. Debo, Brandon Ayuk. You you got C-Mac. Now, Brock Purdy, like the playmakers that they have all over the field. I didn't even mention George Kittle. Jesus Christ, my twos. And then who's the other four? What's the other four team? The Bengals. Did I mention the Bengals? Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Jesus Christ. Joe Burrow. Can, he's, you see the warm-up passes. He's probably so calm because he's probably like, I got all these dogs next to me. The one when he spun around, if you haven't seen it, it's freaking fire. And I'd want that guy as my QB, but uh, I just don't see Daniel Jones as a guy who's going to elevate people around him. Those four guys, what their organization have done well, they surrounded them so young. And eventually, like Pat Mahomes is right now, they're going to lose some of those talented guys around them, but they already are learning how to win before. 
They're doing it too late. They're doing it the opposite way with Jones. But now you got to get him, guys. I don't know what exact wide receivers available currently in the offseason. But I know that um, off the top of my head, you know, you're going to have DeAndre Hopkins might be on on the trade market now that Cliff Kingsbury is gone. This Arizona Cardinals experiment with him hasn't worked out. Maybe the Giants go after him. I think that would be a great fit for DeAndre Hopkins. And then you know what? He's your number one. And that's it. That's really all you need. Isaiah Hodgins looks like he could play a number two. You hope that Wandale Robinson can make an impact. You still got Darius Slayton, who I know he dropped some crucial passes in the postseason, but he's still a pretty good receiver. He'd be a pretty good number three or number four. When he's your number one, he ain't that great. I get it. But when he's your number three or number four, it's pretty nice. So I think, all right, you bring back Jones, you bring back Saquon, then you got to get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins in here. You got to get a bona fide number one. Maybe you get T. Higgins because the Cincinnati Bengals ain't going to be able to afford all those guys like I just mentioned earlier. So maybe you get a T. Higgins. I don't know. Maybe you trade for a Brandon Ayuk. Maybe he's available. I don't know. There's just guys, if they're available, the Giants have to be aggressive. And I don't think it's necessarily a free agent either. I really don't because... They made that Kenny Galladay free agent sign, and then look what happened. The Philadelphia Eagles did the opposite. They traded for A.J. Brown. Look what happened. You know, it's just, you know, the Eagles, they get Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. The Giants, they get Kenny Galladay, and they draft Kadarius Tony, who's now playing with the Chiefs. That's the New York Giants, my friends. That's the New York Giants. I, don't, I, I hate doing it right now, but I'm going to compare these Giants to the COVID Knicks, man. Daniel Jones is your Julius Randle. He overachieved, played his best year under your new head coach, Tom Thibodeau. But guess what? Guess what? I'm not saying Dayball's Tibbs. I think Dayball's much better than Tibbs. I think Dayball's going to be a great coach. I think he's going to be here for a while. But is Jones a product of Brian Dayball or is Daniel Jones actually the guy? Because if Daniel Jones is not going to be better than Jalen Hurts anytime soon, then what's the point of keeping him? Rebuild and try to get a cheap quarterback for the next four years and surround him with talent. Because you can either surround Jaylen, uh, Daniel Jones with talent right now, or you can just bring in your own guy and surround the same guy with talent for much cheaper. And surround him with a lot more talent because you have a lot more flexibility. So I love Daniel Jones and I love the year he had. But if it was my decision, I'm letting him walk because the original plan was to let him walk. And I, I think he played great. I think he'll be a great quarterback somewhere but I wouldn't let it be with the Giants because I wouldn't want to pay him in this era where you can have a cheap quarterback like the Philadelphia Eagles and just build a sick team around him. Look at the Niners. Cheap quarterback, build a sick team around him. Cincinnati Bengals, cheap quarterback, sick team around him. Mahomes, a couple years ago, cheap quarterback, sick team around him. Now he's a great quarterback with an okay team around him that's able to elevate guys. So soon, hopefully those three guys I just mentioned that are cheap are in Mahomes' shoes. But that's a whole nother topic. But other than that, like defensively, you know, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau, they look great. My hair's all fricked up today. Dexter Lawrence looked great this year. I think he was one of the best defensive linemen, if not the best defensive lineman in football. Kayvon Thibodeau really turned it up at the end of the year. Xavier McKinney, he's a lockdown defensive piece. So the Giants, they do have the makings to make a run for a legitimate a legitimate shot at the NFC East title if they want to bring back Jones and want to bring back Saquon and want to go for it. But if they want to bring back these two guys, they can't be in that middle of the pack 
or rebuild mode. They got to go for it. Got to go for it. One, five, and one in the division is not going to cut it. You improve those by like two or three wins, then you win the division race. Get there, Giants. Get there. I kind of want to see you there. Let's flip the switch, though. Quick on the Jets. Quick on the Jets. The Jets are obviously looking for a new quarterback. So what do they do? What do they do? What are they going to do? Well, Aaron Rodgers, according to Adam Schefter, might be traded. Um, I got to get get this podcast rolling quickly because I want to see what Aaron Rodgers has to say in the Pat McAfee show. But, yo, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to list off my top five quarterbacks, my top five wish list that I want. My number one option before I get into the Aaron Rodgers drama is Tom Brady. And let me tell you why I want Tom Brady on the Jets. First off, his kid lives in New York. His kid does live in New York. Second off, he used to destroy us, New York Jets. And if you can't beat him, join him. We could never beat Brady, so join him. Brady, come join us, though, but we'll join you, okay? I feel like we wouldn't. Brady wouldn't be signing with the Jets. The Jets would be signing with Brady. It's the complete opposite. Tom Brady is a better entity than the New York Jets. He's a greater entity. So it wouldn't be Tom Brady signing or getting. It wouldn't be Tom Brady gets traded to the Jets. It's the Jets get traded to Tom Brady. That's how Tom Brady. Tom Brady is. But yeah, the reason being, Tom Brady, what third in the league in passing yards this year at age whatever. You get him for two years. Around this guy, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, Tyler Conklin. Vera Tucker will be back to protect him. You get some more alignment in. You protect his ass. I think I think Tom Brady would fare very well with this Jets team. You get him on the last two years of his career, three years, however long he's whatever he's got left in the tank. And you just go for it with him, man. I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. So he'd be my number one option just because I'm a huge Brady guy. I think he's got I think he's got one left in him. I think he's got another Super Bowl left in him. But he needs talent and he needs a defense. And what do the Jets have? Talent and defense. And they're in the opposite route. Whereas they can afford to overpay for a quarterback because they're young superstars. They're on rookie deals. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Elijah Moore. They already got Tyler Conklin on a nice little deal. Quentin Williams, they're going to have to pay him eventually, but they can afford to pay Brady now and Quentin. You know, they got Mosley on the big deal. Yeah, but if you got to get rid of Mosley to bring in Brady, I don't care. But I'm assuming you keep Mosley. And then Sauce, obviously, the beast. TJ Reed's on a nice little deal. I think the Jets are a little perfect fit for Tom Brady, if you ask me. And his kid lives in New York, so he'd be pretty close to his kid. I don't think a lot of people know that, but Tom Brady's child does live in New York and goes to school in New York. My second uh, little wish list for the Jets is Aaron Rodgers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Would Aaron Rodgers actually go to New York? That's the first thing. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers would go to the New York Jets if he would accept that. But it came out today that if the Packers do trade him, they're going to trade him to an AFC team. They don't want to trade him in the NFC. So that's kind of interesting, and that obviously makes me a Jet fan, a crazy Jet fan that's always into rumors, thinking about, oh, well, that means Aaron Rodgers better be a Jet. Aaron Rodgers going to be a Jet. I, I still do think Aaron Rodgers going to be a Jet. Jimmy Hot Takes does believe that Aaron Rodgers will be a New York Jet. So that's going to be an interesting thing. Adam Schefter reported it. Ian Rappaport reported it on the Pat McAfee show that the Packers are actually interested in trading Aaron Rodgers. Third year now with this whole entire Aaron Rodgers drama. 
baby mama drama. But, yeah, I think it's going to happen this year. I think Rodgers and the Packers part raise actually this season. It's not no BS little drama thing. I think he's done. And I think uh, if it's two first-round picks, if that's what it takes, I think the New York Jets should be all over that. Because same reasoning for Tom Brady. You know, you got Brees Hall, you got Garrett Wilson. It's really the one thing, the one thing that the Jets lacked this year that held them back was the quarterback play. I'm a huge Mike White guy. I love Zach Wilson. Uh, I mean, I didn't love Zach Wilson. I hated Zach Wilson. I loved Mike White. I'm a huge Mike White guy. But Mike White's a backup QB at best. Zach Wilson's a bust. Joe Flacco's washed up. You know, besides two, three games this season, the Jets quarterback play sucked. It sucked. And yeah, it's the only reason that the New York Jets were not a postseason team this year. And if they just had, if they had Daniel Jones, then they're, I don't know, I'm not going to say they're in the AFC championship game, but they're definitely in the postseason. So you give the Jets a competent quarterback and they're a pretty damn good team. You get the Jets and Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady and they're an elite team. You're talking about them as a Super Bowl contender. Super Bowl contender. Can you believe that? The Jets as a Super Bowl contender? And I think it's legit now because it's not a couple years ago where the Jets' best wide receiver was Robbie Anderson. No, the Jets' best wide receiver is Garrett Wilson, who's a bona fide stud, who's a bona fide superstar, and he's going to be a top five receiver in this league. I'm not going to say he's going to be better than Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, but he's going to be right up there with him. I think he showed that this year. Look at the stats. Numbers don't lie. He is a beast, and he's young and he's ready to take off next year, especially if you get him a Brady or Rodgers. And if you think about it too, Aaron Rodgers, who's his best wide receiver? Devontae Adams. Well, Devontae Adams, he grew up with Devontae Adams. So the Packers never really got him a wide receiver. This will be like his second, obviously, receiver. Devontae Adams is much better than Garrett Wilson, obviously. But it'll be like it'll be his second best wide receiver he's ever played with that quickly. And then you give him Brees Hall, you just get him a little bit of an O-line. And with that defense and Aaron Rodgers quarterbacking, Super Bowl contenders right there. I think my third option, who do I have right here? I got Derek Carr. The reason I put Carr over Lamar, I got Lamar number five on my list. I'll explain why. But I got Carr number three, kind of the same reason. Uh, that he's durable. Uh, over 4,900 or 4,800 passing yards a couple years ago. Literally just two years ago, uh, so it's, he's got he's got stuff left in the tank. He's young. He's in his low thirties. He's motivated. He wants to get that Super Bowl. He's passionate. I, I for some some part of me thinks that he'd be too emotional for New York, and it kind of his soft side would kind of affect him. But I also think that he'd be like, you know what, you guys are booing me. I can accept it. I'm understanding. So I think that, like he'd be like. You guys boo me, I got to play better. Whereas Zach Wilson was like, you guys boo me or, you know, screw you or where Randall flipped off the or booed the fans back or or same thing with the Mets fans, you know, Javi Baez booed us back. So I think it'd be an interesting little, little scenario, you know, bringing Carr to the Jets. I think it'd obviously be a wild card. You know, no guarantees. I think Rodgers gets you to the postseason. I think Brady gets you to the postseason. But with Carr, there's no guarantees because that's why I have, that's exactly why I have him three on my list because we saw him with Josh McDaniels, who's one of the best offensive minds in football. We saw him with Devontae Adams, who's one of the best wide receivers in football. We saw him with Josh Jacobs, one of the best running backs in football, couldn't get the job done. 
And then Jared Stidham comes in for a couple games and looks like looks like a beast. And then, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I don't think he's going to be the Raiders QB next year, Stidham. But, you know, it's on the table. It's on the table now because of the way he looked. It is on the table. So number three on my list outside of Derek Carr, though, I had Jimmy Garoppolo. And I have Jimmy Garoppolo based off one reason, wins. He's a winning football player, the 49ers connection with Rob Sala. He's got the ties. And, you know, you take a look at the teams that Jimmy G led to the Super Bowl when he was with the 49ers where they have the best defense in the league. Do the Jets have the best defense in the league? No, but they have the same guy who's coordinating that defense, and they have one of the top defenses in the league, Sauce Gardner, Quentin Williams, TJ Reed. I could keep going on and on and on. They got a legit defense. You give this guy, and like I said, quarterback play earlier was the one thing that held this Jets team back, in my opinion. So Jimmy G, a guy who just doesn't know how to lose, he might throw only 180 yards, 150 yards a game, but guess what? If it's a win in the scorebook, then I don't care what's in the box score. All I care about is what's in the what's what's the result. I don't care about the stats. What's the result of the game? If the result is a W, then that's all I care about. Manages the game well, probably one of the best game managers of his generation. I think when everybody says game manager, game manager, their first thought is Jimmy Garoppolo. They're quick to compare almost every single quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. What's his ceiling? Can he be better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Jimmy Garoppolo is a prototypical game manager. Obviously, I have him at number four, though. If he didn't get hurt, he'd probably be number one on my list because I love quarterbacks who just wins. Some people say wins is a a stupid stat to judge quarterbacks, but I think it's one of the best stats to judge quarterbacks. If he does things right and doesn't make mistakes, isn't that what you want your quarterback to do, to not make mistakes? Isn't that the whole purpose of the game? Look at Brock Purdy. His whole entire game right now is not making mistakes. Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls off not making mistakes. Joe Burrow, he doesn't have the best arm. He doesn't have he doesn't have the fastest legs. What does he do? He doesn't make mistakes. He makes great decisions. So it's like, yeah, but that's the only thing. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the durability. I don't want to sign some guy who next thing you know, Mike White or Zach Wilson is going to be entering the game. So that's why I wouldn't want Jimmy Garoppolo as I would over Derek Carr and Rodgers or Brady. My last guy on my list is Lamar Jackson. Uh, the reason Lamar Jackson is so low on my list and he's at number five for me on my wish list is because when he has a wide receiver, a top wide receiver, they generally don't get touches, and Elijah Moore wants his touches. Garrett Wilson's going to want his touches. I want Tyler Conklin to be utilized. I want I want to see CJ Uzmoa get a little bit more targets next year. I want to, like, Brees Hall and Lamar obviously is just like, you know, the hard eyes, the hard eyes emoji. But I don't know. I love Garrett Wilson. I love Elijah Moore too much. I want to see them get the ball in their hands. I want to see them get those receiving yards racked up. And I think with Lamar, it kind of limits their production. You know, I think Lamar would obviously be great, but also the durability thing, just like Jimmy G. Is he is he going to be healthy for the full 17-game season plus playoffs? Because, yeah, he won the MVP, but he wasn't healthy this season, didn't play in the playoffs. Wasn't healthy the year before, the year. like He hasn't been healthy in a while for a full year since his MVP season. So that's why I have Lamar 5 on my list. Also, like I said, it's going to limit the production of Garrett Wilson. It's going to limit the production of Elijah Moore. Those guys want their touches. Yes, Lamar and Brees Hall, hard eye emoji. But I, I just don't, 
I, I don't see it. It's it's pretty on paper. It's like, whoa, it'd be so much fun to play in Madden. But I think this team would rather have a vet. A vet. And Lamar, he's a vet, yeah. But he's also, he needs a four-year, five-year deal. And the Jets aren't in a position to give a four or five year deal out, in my opinion. I think they need an Aaron Rodgers, a Derek Carr, or a Tom Brady. Give us a bridge quarterback. Not even a bridge quarterback. Yeah, obviously Brady or Rodgers wouldn't be a bridge quarterback, but Derek Carr may be titled as a bridge quarterback. Same thing with Jimmy G. But those four guys, they I think those three guys, two guys, Rodgers, Brady, guarantee you playoff spots. I think Carr's a wild card because he could turn out to be a beast for the Jets. And then obviously Jimmy G is a bridge quarterback and you're just trying to get him some wins. And then Lamar, he's a wild card because you want to be the franchise guy for the next five, 10 years. So you're banking on Lamar to either be your five, 10 year quarterback, or you're banking on two short-term quarterbacks. You're banking on a wild card or you're banking on a game manager. Jets got a lot of options. They could choose from quarterback. Ultimately, Zach Wilson ain't the answer. I love Mike white. He's a career backup. I think that's a great spot for him. Um, yeah, I just think, I, I, listen, me, I want Brady or I want Rodgers. I love the idea of Aaron Rodgers. And I think now that Adam Schefter saying it, Ian Rappaport saying it, it's starting to heat up. And now that we have guys on our roster where it's not Robbie Anderson and Michael Carter, like yeah, we have Michael Carter, but he's our number two. We have Brees Hall, who's ready to take off. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Yo, we got Aaron Rodgers, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You want to get traded to an AFC team? Two first-round picks? Trade them. Trade them. Sauce will lock up every single corner. Make sure that ball gets right back to that offense quick. And boom, you can do whatever you want. Throw the ball deep down the field to Garrett Wilson. Second best receiver you'll ever play with. Oh, now I'm fired up just thinking about it. Oh, now I'm fired up. Now I'm fired up. I think Aaron Rodgers just slid to number one on my list. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign me up. Bring Aaron Rodgers to MetLife Stadium in green. Let's do it. Have fun with Daniel Jones, Giants fans. I'll have fun with Aaron Rodgers next year. Heard it here first. Well, not heard it here first. Somebody probably said it already. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet. Let's go. Jimmy Hot Takes. Yeah, that's the hot take. That's the hot take. Aaron Rodgers will be a New York Jet next season. Dude, I'm crazy. Mets fans, Knicks fans, yo. It's in the blood. It's in my blood. Every big free agent is coming to my team until they're not. All right. I'm signing off. I'm only doing Jets and uh, Jets and Giants today because my voice is starting to hurt. I'm going to maybe do Nick, uh, Knicks and Nets later tomorrow because Knicks got the day off tomorrow. Nets play, I think, tomorrow, though. So maybe I won't talk Nets. Going to be talking Rangers this week, too. James Nolan Show live this Thursday, 8.30. Make sure you tune in. Bono, Bengals, Wilson, Bills, Sean. I don't know, but we're going to be running it up. We're going to be doing picks. 